Well, we reset our passwords. We made sure the lights. What about our expectations? Bit. Expectations have never been reset. <laughs> all, I, I'm, all I'm going to say is this. We made the decision to come to Twitch. Maybe we Welcome caused some the problems. casual hour? Maybe we caused some problems. <laughs> we had a hot stream the other night. We're chasing what we call dis disruptors, Bobby. We disrupted it. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, all, the, all the top uh, the top streamers got their income leaked, and guys, it was pretty embarrassing to see what we were making. For them. <laughs> for them, not for us. <laughs> and who are we? We're about to get to it. Welcome okay, to the Casual great. Hour, a podcast ostensibly about video games, but mostly about us disclosing Data how leaks. much Twitch has paid us. I'm your host, Bobby Peace. Joining me... Zero. Big fat goose egg. <laughs> the gamer on the go, Chase Kinnicky, And the talking head, Johnny. Um, I love the talking heads. Thank you. Sorry. I'll... I'll so like you're just wanting that price to go up tonight. You're off to a great start. Uh, I mean, it's already well beyond anything realistic, so, you know. That's what we aim for. I like for. to watch the numbers go up. Uh, a lot's happening here with us tonight. We have mm -hmm. a few things worth noting. Uh, as good Midwestern boys, we are watching our boys in red and gray and white. Is that all their colors? Did I get all those right, Chase? Baby blue sometimes. There's some yellow in there. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they wear the red, colors. The red's the important part, yeah. The good news about it is, is we don't have to get rid of our mascot because there's nothing more glorious than a Cardinal. Uh, the Cardinals are playing, and they're doing decent, from what Chase has told me. Uh, good tie game in the eighth. So so, I'm keeping an eye on it. Uh, we might put Chase back a little bit on, on talking tonight so he can keep an eye on what's going on. Maybe I'll, kick, maybe I'll kick things off tonight. And we'll go out of order a little bit. Uh, but this is a big game for, for Chase uh, and for all of us here in St. Louis. A lot on the table. Baseball town. But speaking of big games, I got something to talk about tonight as well. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to tell you about the games that we've been playing. We're going to tell you about some of the news. And maybe we're going to tell you about a Cardinals victory as we get into our episode tonight. We'll uh, see. <laughs> so, um, Johnny, I'm going to go ahead and kick us off. Yeah. And good. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into these video games that we're here to talk about, because I don't think that you're following the baseball game nearly as much as I am. Uh, uh, I mean, I have a tab open. No, you're more than I am. I'm, so. I'm literally relying on both of you to keep things up here. But uh, what I want to talk to you all about is a game mm -hmm. that I was not even expecting to check out at all. Mm -hmm. But I saw a really cool clip art for... Game Pass, and then I saw a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff on Twitter recently for this game called Unsighted. And I gotta tell you, this thing fucking rips. I've not put a ton of time into it, but this is a hyper-stylistic, cyberpunk pixel art game. Stop me if you've heard anything about those before. But I, it's got some... Is this a new genre or style of game? Very I'm new. I'm not familiar. Very new, very unheard of. Nobody's seen it before. But I do think that there's some neat okay. things that this game's doing. Um, first, yeah, let, me, let me pull up a trailer for this. Yeah, it's got some really cool cutscenes in it. Uh, your character design is... Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's real pretty to look at. Um, 
It's got some awesome mechanics. Oh, they, they were uh, they were talking about this on Waypoint. I think uh, I think Klepek played this one. Yeah, I'm playing this on PC right now. Uh, I do think it's available on a few other platforms within Game Pass. I think you can get it other places besides that it, service. It is on well. Switch. Cool. Um, so a few things that like I'll I'll call out right away that I think is working really really well for it. Um, things that I love in video games is give me swappable items for sure. Like let me collect items that I can upgrade, especially. And if there's some visual changes that go along with those, so like if I'm upgrading gear, like I want to see those upgrades visually represented, not just on like a stat count. Um, but this game does, uh, you, you have a melee weapon, which is a sword, and that's the first weapon you get in the game. It's got a really cool parry mechanic in it, but you can also deflect back projectiles that are being shot at you. You can just hit them with your sword and knock them back, and that feels really, really good. Uh, you also get a ranged weapon that you'll use both of those in conjunction to solve some puzzles in the game uh, that, that feels really good. And it does it does have some Metroidvania elements to it. I don't think it's as strong as others, but like one of the first things you're gonna see is you can't reach this switch that's going to start moving to platforms. Like, well, if you only had another piece of equipment that could do that. So they, they, they make it known pretty early that that happens, but the, the enemies are a bit unforgiving you do have a syringe that you fill up by killing enemies and you can use that syringe to refill your health bar. So you are balancing those things out and you'll come across some tanks that you can refill it with. The writing seems to be really sharp also on, on this one. Uh, I haven't got to it yet, but it looks like there's even some companions. So I just got to like the first hub and within that hub, you can, you're acquiring blueprints the entire time you're playing the game, you're picking up wires and scrap metal and you're using that to go to your workbench and build new shit that you can equip and then also upgrade weapons that you have uh but i believe from what i've seen and this is what i'm really pumped about you can have a dog hang out with you and automatically makes it that that knocks it up big time which is great um but it deals with some of the things that maybe you're familiar with in games uh a little bit of amnesia in your character you have some recollection of your prior life. Um, an event takes place that seems to be catastrophic for you, but there are some people who have survived it that recognize you. They help you remember a little bit about yourself. You find out your name is Alma and uh, that you have some relationship with other other people that are in your crew and you're trying to understand what happened. Um, the, the cityscape that you see in the backdrop looks really cool. The music, the sound design, all the pixel art, all of it's working really well. And for me, like one of the best parts is, is this is included with Game Pass. So checking it out there. I think the Switch will be a fine win, win, win. Yeah, I think this, I don't know what the price tag is for this game. Um, it's 20 bucks. That's kind of what I was thinking it might be. Um, but on standard yeah. indie, you know, yeah. Standard fare for that. Um, and again, like I, I've been playing, uh, another game. I'm going to wait for chase cause I'll probably lead into that with him. I don't know how much it's, he's it's a commercial. Why don't you talk about it now? Okay. Uh, this is going to be super brief. So outside of, uh, unsighted last yesterday, I think jet, the far shore came out and this is the new, mm-hmm. the, the, actually the, the follow-up game to, uh, yeah. Sorcerer. It's not follow up necessarily, but it's their, it's their next right. game. I mean, it's not the, the same next game. By it's Super the next game by Super yeah. Brothers. Yeah. And this is that one that's had that like kind of pulled back isometric uh, planet exploratory look to it. Um, it's it's like really... No Man's Sky if they drained all the color out of it. Yeah, but I 
I think that there's a little bit more to this game than maybe what was led on originally. And I'm only maybe an hour into it. So this is like the hottest of takes that I can give. Uh, they do a pretty good job of introducing you to the world and briefly giving you like, hey, you're getting the fuck out of here. There's some shit going down. This planet's dying. You're essentially leaving behind your community. You get into this ship. The ship design's really neat. Um, it's it's even a little Sputnik-y. Like it, it, it's got some like retro vibes to it. Like the curves on it makes me think. Yeah, I, there's a very Eastern European look and feel. Like I, I don't think the uh, these characters were speaking Russian. I think it's a made up language, but, but it, it definitely felt has like Russian, Russian Eastern European. Yeah, it feels very Russia. And that color palette goes to it of like, this is, you know, it's just kind of this, this bleak feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it, it makes a really good first impression. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, A really dark first impression, but it's really, really dark, but very good first impression. And they, uh, I think flying feels really good in this game. I'll come out and say that. Like, I think that it took me a minute to understand, like, what the buttons do I, I was and that was my fault like i was trying to video game this a bit more than it was ready to be video gamed and i was trying to use some knowledge that i had from other video oh shit i should update what we're talking about um some other uh, well the beginning like really really handled you in a way that you know i think it goes on a little bit too long yeah one of the things i think is really cool about this game is that they tell you straight up like hey you're in chapter one this is the embark chapter yeah it's going to take you about 30 minutes I'm like oh that's kind of cool that's yep. interesting to know uh and and it is a lot of tutorial stuff with that ship where it's like okay i, I can kind of guess that you could have just put the different moves on the buttons and just let me go and i would have figured it out but it, the, your guy wants to tell you hey why don't you try a hop this time why don't you try yeah. a, a pop which is different than hopping a hop. and popping baby um, uh, why don't um, you try a skid? And it's like, okay, that's fine. But it goes on for it goes on for like thirty minutes, uh, and then you get to your your main goal, which is this big spaceship, and it kind of mass effect Andromeda's you, where it says you're all leaving this place, and you're going to find a new place for humanity to live or start, and everybody else back home dies, and it's a really pretty cool thing where you all get into this rocket. And it goes off and it says year zero. Yep. And then it ticks over to one and two and 10 and 30 and 50 and 90. And it goes up to a thousand and one. So a thousand and one years have passed when you guys have been in this kind of cryo sleep on, on, on this uh, rocket. And that's where I stopped, where, where you're, just spo- you're just about to start chapter two because it said, hey, this chapter is about two hours. I went, oh, I've got a baseball game to watch, so I'm not going to play any more of this game. Bobby, it sounds like you got a little a little into that next section. I did. Um, okay. And I, I, can't, I can't state this enough. Um, what happens in that whole process of leaving the tutorial to going to that year 1001 is one of the more impactful openings to a game I've experienced in some time. And it is so visually just like overwhelming on what they're doing. And the style of this game complements that so well. There's it's not just it's not just you like taking a taxi to the rocket. It is it is you going uh, from your kind of really fieldy homeland area to what what is basically like the only city this place has. 
and you park your ship there and everybody is there. There's just people who who are standing there because they know that you're the only future that their people yeah. have. Like, they know they're all dead and it doesn't matter. But like this group that is going on this journey, they are the only hope for this species to live anymore. So you just see these these groups of people just standing out there, this giant crowd as they are watching you. Yep. I, what, what was the line, Bobby? It's like, you you belong to our future. I think that's what yeah. they say. And that's kind of what everybody says as a, as a kind of general line. And it is really affecting. And you do feel like, holy shit, I'm taking on. I, I'm oh, in yeah. this big, important mission. And I, you're also the youngest one. You're like, you're the younger sister of this family. The older sister says, hey, I'll take care of mom and dad. You're on this big journey doing what you do. Yep. And And then the rest of the group feels like everybody's kind of got their job what they should do here's like the commander person here's um i'm trying to remember some of the other jobs but you're a you're a mystic or yep. something what what are you you're the yeah. you're the youngest and only mystic okay and so the other thing too is it's like when you're not in your ship you're going into a first person view and so you're like up close and personal with these things and so it's not like you're just experiencing this from your ship one of the things that i think is was just fucking brilliant and it's done so well is when the tutorial tutorial is happening, but also when you're interacting with your shipmate, what's what's around you fades out, and all you see is the reflection of your character in the in the cockpit off of the glass dome of the ship, and you can see the person behind you talking to you. And then when you take back control, it like fades it back out to the world, and then you have your ship pulled back. And it's so fucking cool how they do it. But I don't want to give away too much because you're, you're just right there. But the way that they bring you into the atmosphere, and I was so pissed. I was so pissed last night because um, the the tool I use on my computer to do screenshots, like I'm just spamming it, like trying to spam this for screenshots, and it just wasn't fucking working. So I'm half tempted to just start that over again to, to grab Start some. Again. Um, um, uh, tell you're playing. What are you playing this, Bobby? I'm playing this on PC. Okay, so I'm playing on PS4. Maybe it's the same for you in a different way, but it always has the PS4 or P the PlayStation controller UI in the bottom corner. So I almost was like, ah, this would be a great screenshot game if I could turn some of this shit off. And maybe there is a way to turn some of that UI off, but... Is there a photo mode or something? Not that I've seen, but like, yeah. I, I literally clean that stuff up in Photoshop all the time. So like I'll just take screenshots and I'll remove UI elements all the time and and shit that I want to um, have. It's it, it is interesting to hear you guys uh, be so positive with the brief amount of time you spent on it because I was looking at reviews and they are very middling. Yeah, they're like in the sixties, seventies yeah. that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm very interested to see. It's a strong opening. To be fair, how yeah, to be fair, I don't think as you I don't progress. think Bobby and I have really gotten to the game part. Yeah, and, sure, and sure. Maybe that is where it starts to fall apart. But, but no, I mean, it sounds I, like it makes it, a really strong first impression. Um, yeah, and maybe it just can't. Uh, you know what else? That. You know what else makes a very strong first impression? Thirty dollars, which is uh, mm -hmm. a lot of dollars. I did not expect this game to be thirty bucks. Uh, how, how like what's the how much time can you expect to get out of this game? Do you know? I have no idea. I don't know. I, I did check how long to beat today, and it didn't have any it didn't have any uh, updates on it. 
yeah, it's it's hard for me to know for sure um, what that looks like here, but I I do think uh, there's it's a cool concept. I'm a, I'm a big sucker for science fiction as it stands, and um, this is like my type of science fiction. Like what I'll say is is like there's some voices and and game coverage that I have grown to trust pretty blindly. I feel like I align with them pretty well, and I know. I heard them talk a few weeks back about the preview that they were given of this game that leads up to a certain point in it. And it sounded like it was doing similar things for them that it is for Chase and I, and they went a bit further with it. So I, again, like, I don't know what people were expecting from this game. Um, I don't know if they were expecting this a space exploration game and maybe it's the, I haven't read the reviews. Maybe it's, maybe it is the, the like very like, in your face interacting with people talking to them and having some dialogue stuff like it's a slower game for sure maybe that's not what they're expecting so who's to say i i'm excited to 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 dig into it a bit more um but it's actually something bobby and i might record a quick look of at some point yeah 100 percent. maybe be on the lookout for that but it's been hard for me to spend a lot of time with anything else the last few days because i have well, in, in Jet the Far Shore, you're looking for a new world, and mm-hmm. Bobby has also been looking for a new world. In Jeff Bezos' own. <laughs> yes. I took Jeff Bezos' <laughs> rocket from Jet mm-hmm. to yeah. my new world, which... You have just been spamming me with screenshots and pictures of your screen, and, hey, it's only $40. Hey, this, this is where I can stop and just watch the baseball game, right? I'll just mm-hmm. be back in like an hour and a half, and I'm sure Bob. I'll I'll keep it brief, um, ish. So, I, I've talked about this game a little bit. We I streamed it one Friday night when it was in one of the multiple betas that it play had. Test, yeah, the playtest beta. Um, I had this game on my wish list for a while before I even knew it was an MMO. Like I just thought this was going to be like a new action RPG that would be you know in tune with something like a, a Witcher or a Greedfall, maybe even like uh, a little bit of uh, Skyrim at times. Like I thought maybe it would fall into those ca- categories. And then it's like, okay, it's going to be an MMO. And uh, I've had an opportunity to check out some MMOs in the past and they're fine. I, I like them. The combat in MMOs has always been kind of a problem for me. Like I don't necessarily like cooldowns that much. Mm-hmm. Um, but somebody who had been playing the beta before I got a chance to it was just like hey if you pre-order the game you get access to the beta you can just cancel your pre-order and I'm like that sounds fair like that's a chance to check it out but like it actually feels more like more like an action RPG that you're just playing solo which is like you'll, you'll come across people and I'm like I can get on board with that and so I, uh, I downloaded it and I, I immediately felt that way I, I saw um, it was either a review or a Reddit thread that was saying that this is the most relaxed MMO that they've ever experienced. And I, I tend to agree. I have not done anything with a group. I haven't felt like I've needed to, and I'm not opposed to it. But yeah, most... I mean, are there are there dungeons or instances and things in which you need to have a party or matchmake with others to so there's you know, play through and complete an objective not, or... that, not that i have encountered yet so i think i'm like at level 19 uh i can you can go up to 60 in this game and okay. um the crazy thing about it is is that in a lot of games that i've played not too dissimilar from destiny not too dissimilar from my, my time with the the new republic 
even a little bit of uh or the old republic i'm sorry um when i played a little bit of final fantasy <clears throat> excuse me the importance of like your character being a certain level really mattered a whole lot but this one is really I'm all of I, I'm dying in this new world. Uh, let me get another drink here. I don't know if I swallowed something. Mm-hmm. Um, this game is all about like, hey, whatever you want to level up, level up. <laughs> your your character goes with it, of course. Like, there's things that give you XP, but there's no classes You're not in this. Boxed in to yeah. a particular class or or style of play, which is is a you know, I appreciate that concept. Yeah, I mean, like, the whole thing is just, like, even down to armor. Like, there's there's light, medium, or medium armor and heavy armor. And depending on what you equip, there's going to be a bonus of, like, the damage output that you're doing and taking. It does change your... You have a dodge that could be a roll. It could be a, a sidestep or just, like, a hop, depending on the armor that you have on. There's, like, six, I think. Six or seven, maybe more. I can't think off the top of my head right now. Different weapon classes. And the more you use it, that puts XP into that weapon that unlocks its skill tree. And then there's three abilities <clears throat> per weapon that you can equip. And that's really cool. And so I have just been doing all kinds of stuff, though. Like if you wanted to get good at lumberjacking, you can do that by going to cutting down trees. If you want to be better at fishing, just go fishing. One of you guys Bobby need needs to be better at talking. So yeah, he... one of you guys need to talk for a second. <laughs> Uh, well, it's still 1-1 in the baseball game. Uh, they're going to the top of the ninth. It's scary. It's very scary here. I'm very scared. I think I'm better. I have been getting over a cold. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but again, like I've set out on this game, and it, it does... I guess the hardest thing that I've come across in it so far has been the way that it handles traveling, <clears throat> which is... Out in the world, you'll come across like these spirit shrines or whatever. I can't remember what they're called. And you can use that. And there's a currency that you get in the game. It's not really currency. It's just, it's, it's uh, I guess, like a point or you're collecting it. I think it's called Azeroth or something like that. And depending on how far you are away from it, you're trying for it to be called. <laughs> Wait. What? Azeroth? I, I don't know. That, that is the name of the continent from World of Warcraft. It's like A Z very strange. A Z R I can't remember what it's called. There's so okay. just it'd just be a very weird flex for an MMO to go, yeah, we named something Azeroth because fuck you, wow. I mean you, I'm probably just saying something like it's uh, it's there's an A and a Z, and I think that's what you're using to fast travel. I think. I might be wrong. Okay, that's fine. But anyway, yeah. the further away you are from the objective that you're trying to get to which um, can be a settlement that you've that you discovered, or it can be an inn in a town that you've been to. Um, <clears throat> you'll travel back to it, but there's just a lot of time where you're cruising through this new world. And I really have enjoyed that. Like, this is one of the first times where I was like, I don't really want to fast travel. I don't always have an objective, but like, I want to head to this part of the continent and I might come across some objectives, <clears throat> but I might also find like herbs and other things that I can start to gather because crafting is a huge part of this game and you all know that like that's a sweet spot of mine so i am collecting a lot of resources that then unlock my ability to go and create things and so there's not shops in this game like you would expect from a traditional mmo or like an rpg there's just a uh, an auction house 
And so if I'm leveling up things, like if I'm able to go and get like a rare material that I can mine or I can cut down from wood or if I can make thread and then create armor, I can essentially go to this auction house and just start selling things. And one of the other things that's really cool is, is there's three factions in the game that you can pick. Uh, you can change factions every 120 days if for whatever reason you decide you want to do that. But the factions can kind of own these territories. And so there's a whole other thing where you're leveling up the territories that you're in. And so, like, if you do things in those environments, you get skill points for the map. And then as you're upgrading the map, it's like, okay, well, I want to gain more XP when I'm in here. Or I want to have a lower tax rate on me when I'm doing things here. And so you can choose what, what perks you want when you're in certain territories. And they also have their own independent storage units. And so there might be a storage unit that has more of my weapons. There might be one that has more of my gear. <clears throat> it doesn't go across territory to territory, but that has been a little bit of an adjustment, but it's not, it's actually pretty cool. But one of the neat things that, that is like, if you're in a guild and you have a faction that you're a part of and your, your guild happens to own that territory, well, you're now making money off of all the, the happenings that are in that, that territory. Like your guild is getting money and there's a really crazy money management aspect to this. Like it's a very more complicated version of what you would experience in like a Nino Kuni 2 when you're doing like the town building there. So that's like kind of how you would approach it. The combat feels really good. Um, I, I'm using a musket and a hammer, and that's been a really fun combo to, to like pull aggro with your musket and then finish them then off with your hammer. Whack them in the head with a hammer. Because if you do that, you're, you're getting XP in both weapons. And so, like, I've been trying to, like, min-max that a little bit and build some stuff out, but I th I've been thinking about this game a whole lot when I'm not playing it. Like, I have thoroughly enjoyed my time in it. It feels like I'm playing a new, another Witcher or something like that. Like, that's how it feels to me. There's just a lot of people around, and it, it feels... Whoa. What about, <clears throat> like, what about the writing and the storytelling and stuff? Is it... I haven't. Spelling, I mean, I haven't experienced a whole lot of it. Um, there, there seems to be corruption that has taken over. Uh, you get kind of brought in through some sort of uh, world experience into this new world, and um, you're clearing out the corruption that's there. I, I haven't had a whole lot of story beats with it so far for the main thing, because okay. um, I am just like running off doing shit, and like there is a, a strong sense of repetition here, like. Hey, go here, kill these things, get this stuff, bring it back here, do that. As as you do. And yeah. <laughs> and but, but there are, I know there are things that you can do. Like there's a whole PvP layer to this game that like I'm just not participating in. That mm -hmm. is it seems really cool. And I, I'm sure I'll get there. Um because you're you're taking on projects for towns, you're taking on projects for factions, you're taking on projects for stories. And uh, you'll you'll see a bunch of stuff stuff on your map that you need to go and do. <clears throat> it's it's just really fucking cool, man. Like it's incredibly well done. I think um, the queues have been a problem, but they're getting a lot better. They just put out a new thing for like limiting AFK on it for people and kicking them out so to get more people into it. I also like my cousin's playing this game and he's with a guild and he's like, hey, if you're gonna play with us, or if you want to play with us, like this is where you need to be and what you need to do. And they had already picked like a very popular server. But there's other servers that you can get to, and they're going to implement uh, a fix, which I think maybe came out today or is coming out next week or soon, where you can transfer your character to a new server and oh, nice. avoid nice. some of this. 
that has been a pain point i know for you uh yeah the the q times getting the full mmo experience over there bobby yeah so i i think uh definitely a big surprise for me this year i think also um just a very enjoyable game for me like it's a game that like i love being in like hunting fishing gathering doing all that shit like it's just really fun it's a fun game to be in for sure i can't say enough good things about it and uh as i've been choking my way through this uh should we go to should we go to johnny and come back to you chase yeah i can i can go uh i can be pretty short i mean we we already talked about jet the far shore uh, the only ga- other game I've really been putting, well, the only other new game I've been putting time into, I'm still playing uh, World Flipper, I'm still playing some Destiny, but um, I've been playing some Beast Breaker, which is a, a relatively new game that came out, uh, I think, just a couple weeks ago. It's Got a from quick look a small up. developer called, we do have a quick look up, it's up now, you can go watch that, um, and it's from a small developer called Vodio Games, it's Like it's like video games, sick except with an like that the eye. like yeah, that it's pretty good um and and specifically one of the members of the of the development is the creator of threes so if you like playing threes okay. on your phone what's um, his name had my attention asher volmer i believe is how you pronounce it uh, okay good dude um <laughs> i follow him on twitter he's good i i think i think i'm not sure I think his mom liked our quick look video. Was that? I was wondering if that was. That's why I'm looking it up he, because. He, yeah, he did, and another designer or engineer from Vodio liked it, and then there was another. There was an older woman uh, with the last name Volmer, and I'm like, if that's that, not some of the most mom? wholesome shit, that's that's too good. Uh, that'd be pretty cool if that's the case. Um, so I've been playing some Beast Breaker, which is. If I try to break it down and simplify it, it's um, it's kind of like a turn-based Peggle game. I think that's it's like a turn-based Peggle RPG. That's yeah. that's probably yeah. the best way to With describe some, it. Like pinball yeah. mechanics for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's there's like some pin yeah, the, the Peggle pinball kind of thing. It's it's a lot about <clears throat> Uh, it actually reminds me a lot of Holdown too, which is one yep. of my favorite games on my phone. But you you play as a mouse, and you find your like an anthropomorphic mouse, and there are beasts that are terrifying your town, and you hear uh, a voice call out to you for help, and you pick up your grandmother's sword, and you go out there and you fight one of these beasts, and these beasts are all these kind of crystally monsters. And they have these scales and then cores. And all of those are kind of like the the Arkanoid style blocks where you have to, or breakout, I guess. Um, so you have these kind of breakout blocks that you have to shatter on these beasts to get to those cores. And then you hit the cores. And it's kind of like hold down in the way that there are numbers on each of these pieces. And you have to hit them that many times or do that much damage to them. So your regular attack with just the little sword hits hits for one each time you bounce off, but you can have it bounce and ricochet multiple times to get multiple hits in at once. Um, you will eventually get the option, the ability, to craft some new weapons that will be able to do more powerful moves. Like there's a, there's a move that you can do that does two damage instead of one, and uh, it does that on every single bounce. So you can start to really multiply some damage. Or uh, you get a shield that you can use to start uh, applying block to yourself because the enemies 
also get a chance to hit, they have this big highlighted area on different turns. And if your character lands, so think of it as like playing pool or something, if your ball lands and, and stops in this one area that's highlighted, the enemy is going to attack that and you're going to take damage if you don't have enough blocks saved up. But then in a kind of uh, RPG monster train kind of card battley way, you're able to do some things like, oh, I can convert all my block to damage with with a different kind of attack or a different special attack that you get. Um, it's it is pretty tactical mm-hmm. and and uh, turn based and cool. I'm playing it on the Switch. I know it's also on PC. It's on Epic. The only two- That's where I grabbed uh, it. Right, Epic Game Store. I think those are the only two places that it's available at the moment. One, one thing really uh, quick one, before you get too far from it, Chase, that I thought was yeah, really cool in the, in the quick look. So <clears throat> the the beast, as it's shape-shifting, and, and this, like, I asked Chase, I saw, because it gives you a pretty good indication of, like, hey, it's going to attack this way. And I was like, well, hey, if you could you break that piece of the beast off to where it would no longer be a viable resource for it to, to attack with, and you sure as shit could. Like, that was really neat to see, like, yeah. I'm going to bust this arm off of this crab shape or whatever it was. Like, it was a bird that you were fighting. And mm-hmm. you clipped one of its wings, literally. And it no longer had the ability to use that in the uh, formation, which I thought, like, from a tactic standpoint, like, that was really cool. Because you made mention that um, you are collecting these drops on the map. If you do take out enough of the stuff on it, like, you'll get them at the end of the, the battle. But I thought that that was cool if you wanted to spend a bit more time like racking up stuff like that was a neat thing to me that you could do. Yeah, it doesn't force a I mean, it doesn't force a hard time limit on you. These these beasts have a rampage counter and you have to break one of its cores to be able to reset that counter. And, and the beast will have a number of cores and then a number of scales. The scales don't really matter. They're just kind of the shields that keep you from getting to the cores. But if you can break a core, it'll reset the hang on hang on hang on foul ball oh shit that was i was almost the game right there uh <laughs> um but uh if you if you break one of these cores it'll reset the rampage gauge and and that'll let you kind of keep going the game does have some kind of angry bird style par times or, or like par uh strokes i guess uh for how many shots you take and if you can beat the beast in in so much of a time, you get uh, a better score. But I feel like the game is rewarding you more for breaking those cores and getting the crafting materials out of them. So it kind of behooves you to to really play methodically and break everything you can, especially early in the game, I found. Um, my my one gripe that I brought up in the quick look was that the the aiming felt a little imprecise to me. Playing on the Switch, I was using the left analog stick, and it it just it was a little it just wasn't as precise as I wanted it to be. And I was even telling Bobby like I wish this had just a way to like make a little a little tiny tap here or there where I can where I can really get fine tune action on there. Yeah. Uh, and lo and behold, it's it's using the it's using the triggers or the bumpers. Uh, if you use the triggers, right. you can just kind of go in a clockwise or counterclockwise way, and then the bumpers will will do just that individual. Here's like the pixel movement, pixel movement, pixel movement. So you can actually really get precise on that. Bobby, you said you were going to play it on PC, and I assume playing with a mouse, it's not a problem at all. Yeah, it's <clears throat> it's a really nice feel there. And and again, like I think that there's 
I don't know how people judge games, right? Like, I don't know how people tie dollar value to game. Like, is it is it the replayability? Is it the length to do it? But I think that the price for what you get here, because th this game is relatively dense for what you're doing. Like, the the, the combat, like, you think Peggle or something like that. It's like, okay, I'm going to bust through these bricks pretty quick. Or even, like, with um, Hold Down. Like, Hold Down had some magic to it. Like, it took a very simple concept and complicated it. And I... I, I I'm not ready to draw the lines in the sand between those two effectively yet with Beast Breaker, but I think Beast Breaker is doing some really cool things with numbers and turn-based mechanics and a familiar thing. Like you don't have to be brilliant to know I need to shoot here, but there's some strategies that will come into it, whether you're looking to collect things, upgrade things, or break apart things. And the the value that you're getting with that like the the loop that you're going to experience for the cost of this game i think is much higher than what the dollar value is is showing and yeah i i'd agree with that uh, there is there is something to be said when i think about a game like threes or hold down mm -hmm. peggle like those are games that i could go back to and just play yeah and this one I think maybe because of the RPG elements and like not just elements, this game's an RPG. You're going to talk to characters, you're crafting yeah. materials, you're getting better. Um, it makes me feel like if once I finish this game, I'll be done with it. It's not a thing I'll keep coming back to like, like a game like hold down or threes is. Uh, and that's okay. That, that's, that's actually perfectly fine. And for what it is, I think it's, it's doing some cool stuff. Uh, and I'm going to keep playing it. But yeah, uh, that's like Bobby, Bobby mentioned it probably would play really good on a phone. And yeah. that's one place that it's just they not. Yeah. Have any plans to port it to mobile that you know of? I don't I don't remember seeing it. Uh, again, it's a small developer. I think they're trying to focus on the platforms that they're on. Um, and maybe if it if it becomes a bigger hit, they'll they'll look into porting it to other places. But it's it's worth checking out. I think the art is nice. It's got kind of a flash look to it mm -hmm. with those big chunky outlines. Um, it's the writing's pretty good. I wish it had some voice acting, but again, it's it's a small dev. I, I get it. But the the mechanics I think are there and and they're pretty cool. It's a, sounds it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's it's cool. Um, Very cool. It is on sale right now too. I think. Yeah, uh, okay. uh, it's. I think it's probably just about to go off sale. They're having a launch sale. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's twelve bucks right movie, now. That's a yeah, you can probably go grab it. A lot of lot of it's game there. Um, Chase, um, go ahead, Johnny. Yeah, nothing. I'm, I'm I I'm I'm gonna make you talk about something. <laughs> okay. Um, it can be brief. I just need mm -hmm. to hear. I need to hear the words from your mouth on yeah. this one. Um, what have you been playing? I I know you've been playing it, but tell the tell the folks here. Yeah. Uh, I, I knowing that it was on Bobby's list, knowing that it's something that's going to come up in December, I decided, hey, I only have a few days left on this Apple Arcade before it goes away. Let's let's play some clap hands golf. Yeah. Um, and I did. And that game's great. And I was really, really enjoying it uh, enough. In fact, especially once I got Don Pappas, who's, you know, Pappas in the house every year. Um, better golfer, better clothes. Don Pappas. Uh -huh. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Um, he's so my my Apple Arcade subscription renews on October 11th, uh -huh. and I thought, all right, am I am I gonna renew this? And like, okay, I'll renew this. I'm really having a good time with this game. And as soon as I renewed it, I don't know what changed, 
but I have been having so many errors where it where it loses track of my finger and then gains it again. So it makes my shots. It just fucks up all my shots. And slicing now I've it? been no, not even slicing it. It's like you have to pull back mm-hmm. and then swipe up. Right. But yeah. it's losing track of my finger halfway up, so it's making the like a much shorter shot. So huh. it's just little taps. And it's been terrible. And I was not dealing with that at all before I started the subscription again. I I, I don't know. I, I'll take money. whatever conspiracy theories. Do me a favor. They do not. They do not have any money. That's the point. I canceled my subscription again. Fuck you, Apple. And I I deleted the game. Uh, I like the game. I think it's great. Uh, but I've been having some problems with it. And also, I need to stop playing it because I've been playing it too much. So I deleted the game. Uh, but it's fun, and I'm a I'm a Papas believer. That's that's what matters. This is a Don Papas podcast. Yes, uh, Don Papas appreciation podcast. I think that the, that game's fine with touch, but I enjoy playing with the controller much better. Um, much better. Sure, I, I bet it would be great. I don't have a way to do that that I would be comfortable using. You can use. I bet it would also probably feel better on an iPad. Um, my iPad's too old to play it though. So play it on your MacBook uh, with a controller sync Bluetooth. You know, they sell new iPads. Maybe. I've got I've got five days. Oh well, I'm not I'm not worried about the iPad. I've got five days. I might try it on my on my mm. MacBook Pro and see how it feels on a controller. But okay. I I like I like the touch controls. It just stopped working very well. You it like to, it, it until you don't. Well, it was weird. It was it was like a week, maybe less than a week, but it was a, a good amount of days where I was playing this game with zero problems, having a perfect time, and and it was it was just after I picked... Actually, it was two things. I don't know if the other thing has anything to do with it either. Uh, I restarted my subscription, and Bobby told me to play it in, in 60 FPS mode. And so I switched to 60 FPS, and I don't know if that changes the finger tracking at all. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but it, it did not... It sure, just started sure losing track of my fingers. It absolutely looks better. I'll, I'll give it to you on that one. But uh, yeah, I don't know what happened. But it's great. But also, it was it was getting to the point of like this is a game that I play on my phone, and I'd really just like to play it for like five minutes or something. But I'm playing these six hole matches or nine hole score attacks, and it's like oh, I'm sitting here for like half an hour. This phone's getting hot. It doesn't feel good in my hand anymore. Um, I need. I think I just need to stop. I think I just need to stop. Uh, so I've had my fun with clap hands, and I'm I'm happy to put it away for now. Well, speaking of sports that require no hands, Johnny, what can you tell us about FIFA 22? Okay, it's I won't pretty... I won't talk about this too long because I know you two do not care whatsoever. I, it's not it's not me that I don't care, but I am parched, so I am going to go get a glass of water okay. while you talk about FIFA. 22. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> yeah, very best. So I I did. I got my hands no, on a copy I, of I, FIFA I, 22. I just don't. I don't care. I know you don't. Um, <laughs> kidding. Oh. And it, it's. I mean, it's it's more FIFA. They haven't. It, you know it. This is not only. I, I promise I will let you say what you got to say about it. But what you're getting yeah. to, what you're about to say, yeah. I have heard almost every single person that I have in my circles that play sports games say, mm-hmm. Madden hasn't done anything new. Basketball's not doing anything new. FIFA's yep. not doing anything new, and yep, what the fuck is going on here, man? Uh, I mean, it's it's an annual sports franchise, and as such, uh, you know they they do not have the time 
to necessarily innovate. And now that the game that Konami puts out, uh, which was Pro Evolution Soccer, now eFootball, it is the worst rated game on Steam. They have even less motivation to maybe innovate and and try new things. I mean, they do make what, little little tweaks. What happened to uh, what happened to Winning Eleven? Is that is that the same thing as Pro Evolution? That, oh God, uh, I don't think so. I mean, there's there's Football Manager, which is a tactical game, very different. Uh, and then there there is PS Pez, and then FIFA. Um, I look, I play these games. Winning like Eleven is Pro Evolution Soccer. It's oh, okay. The they changed the name. Um, I love soccer. It's my favorite sport. Um, and all I do is play the head-to-head online matches against other people. Uh, I don't do FIFA Ultimate Team because uh, it is such an incredible time sink. And also, it can take a lot of money to build a squad that you, with players that you like. And it's all random. And it's just not worth the time investment that it would take. So what I do, I have my favorite teams that I, I like, Liverpool. Um, the, the, the one, so the one thing, I was, I've been playing as Liverpool. I was, you know, I was winning here and there, and maybe it was just also just me getting used to the new like passing and things that they changed this year. But I switched to um, Paris Saint-Germain, which has like three of the best strikers in the world playing on their team now mario strikers uh, yes um and okay. I, I switched soccer. to them last night i was in division 10 i got relegated I, and then since a couple days ago i've been promoted twice to division eight um because it feels kind of like cheating with that team because they're the people that score the goals are just so good statistically wise in the game so um look it's it's more fifa if if you play these games, yeah, have you, you know came whether... across Roy Kent? Mm, yes. No, no, I haven't. Um, is is uh, is the dude? The last is not story... No, no, no. Is the story thing in there? What's the kid's name? Probably. Oh, the the journey or whatever. Yeah, the, like, uh, I, I played that like a couple of years ago. I Alex something. Playing I against the the Alex Jones, but it's definitely not. Alex. It's not Alex Jones. <laughs> um, playing against the computer is generally too easy. Um, you know, you can't ramp the difficulty up, but it tends to just be kind of like they're cheating. Alex Hunter. Alex Hunter. Santa! Yeah. Um, so, it's FIFA. I enjoy it. It's like Call of Duty. You know, like, a new one comes out every year. You're going to know whether or not you like this game before you yeah, get into it. it's Call of Duty with your feet. Yep. Uh, the other thing... No. ...that I, I've been spending the most time with... Uh, so do you guys remember Death Stranding? Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Remember, uh, how you and Bobby both had it on your Game of the Year list, and I, I did not. Um, I did. I, I remember it was on my list. I did that? Yeah, it was, it was on Bobby's list, yeah. It was number was seven, really? I think. Yep, it was, like, Damn, number seven or eight. Bobby. Um, anyway, uh, this director's cut came out. I, look, I have toyed with the idea of buying this game on PC, numerous times whenever it goes on sale just because I'm sure it would look so pretty and the gameplay loop part of it is good. I enjoy that. It is. Uh, It's really good. It's really good. And then they announced this director's cut which added, you know, a a catapult and you have a racetrack and a bunch of other shit that wasn't in the game before. 
And I was like, you know what? It's 10 bucks. I'm going to get the updated graphics. It's going to run in 60 FPS. Why the hell not? And I, you know what? I think this was the right time for me to play this game again because I've been having a fantastic time playing Death Stranding until I get to the story beats. And then I just... there's the No, sorry. There was the quote. I'm having a fantastic time playing Death Stranding. Quote from Johnny Amazage. Yeah. On the back of the box. Look, man, it's... I'm in episode five now, I think. I Uh, I do... You know, I, I, I cannot give you shit. Every time you talk about it, I think about it. I was like, you know, I actually really did enjoy that game. I know I had some complicated feelings about it. And the ending is... No, stupid. Yeah, but it's I had such a good time playing that. Yeah, I like it. It's been the perfect game for me. I've been listening to um the Lord of the Rings uh, audiobook read by Andy Serkis, which is fantastic. And Death Stranding is the perfect game to put a podcast onto and make some deliveries or collect some materials, build up your roads. Like it's it's Call of Duty for your feet. It's. I'm having a similar experience with it now as I did when I revisited The Last of Us Part Two earlier this year. I'm like, you know, maybe I was too harsh. Now you've lost me. I don't know what you're talking about now. And, yeah, like I I just unlocked the racetrack, which you have to supply all the materials for, so I haven't actually experienced the racetrack yet. Uh, I don't have the catapult, the cannon yet, or um, the the jetpack thing that you can use to, like, hover down to the ground uh how about the uh how about the pair of legs that just carries all your shit for you don't have those yet either (laughs) but i just unlocked the zip line i'm assuming like a lot of the stuff will come a little bit later on as i progress maybe the best zip line i've had in a game fucking good zip lines yeah so i haven't built one of those yet uh i got my pcc ready to go uh for me to to set those up uh, I'm headed to Mountain Knot City, which I think is the point where you have to like climb up that the mountain, basically. Yeah, right? that's when that's when the game gets good, bad, interesting. Well, maybe I mean, all of the above. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I, we've talked about this game at length. Yeah. Over the last couple of years, and not much more needs to be said. But it's, I'm really, really uh, glad that this game exists because there is nothing else quite like it, despite. It's numerous flaws. Like it's yeah, it's so weird and different from what you get from normal AAA, you know, quote unquote type games. So there, there is one game that is relatively close to it, and that's called Metal Gear Solid V, mm-hmm. and it's on sale right now for five dollars yeah. on PSN. You Hello can pick game. up a really good playing game with another yep. really dumbass story the, uh, for $5. The worst, the worst Metal Gear game, but maybe the best open-world sandbox game. God, it too. plays like a fucking dream and it then does. it watches like a fucking shit show. <laughs> um, speaking of playing like a dream, uh, the Halo Infinite had test flights over the last two weekends. And I'm not. I've already talked a lot about how I feel about this game, so I think what I'd like to do is just say how happy it makes me to see so many people loving Halo again. 
uh, like almost all of um, the people who I follow on Twitter uh, and or just you know in the games media are just talking about how great Halo Infinite feels to play and how fun it is, and it does my heart a world of good for three four three to finally threaded that needle. Uh, so it seems, anyway, for these multiplayer test uh, test flights, um, you know, seeing all the clips and things, it was the most viewed uh, game on Twitch over the weekend, um, and it's going to be free to play. So I, I don't know. I'm I feel like Halo for the first time in a long time is in a good spot. I know that there were people who enjoyed Halo Five. I had fun with it for the brief time I spent with it, um, but. This feels more like what I want from a more modern Halo game, and it's 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 good to see other people feeling that as well. Um, the last thing uh, is I had a chance today uh, to collectively spend about an hour. I played two rounds of Conquest in that Battlefield 2042 early access beta, um, and Chase, you haven't played a Battlefield game since. Bad Company 2, it sounds like. And Bobby, I yeah, don't know. Have you ever bought a Battlefield game? Uh, What's the one that came out? Like, 2012. That'd be Battlefield 3. Came out in, like, fall of 2011. Uh, that was the first one that I played. I played Battlefield 1942 on Xbox Arcade. Uh, loved it. Uh, it was World War II. And then I... I played this shit out of three and four. I didn't like what I played. I didn't think it felt great. And honestly, like, I just don't give much it's, thought to PvP stuff. Right. Yeah. I know that's not your not your bread and butter, but I... And I was I, always more of a Call of Duty guy when I yeah. did play those kinds of games. And yeah. now I don't play those games much at all. And, uh, you know, given my feelings towards Activision at the moment, I was leaning towards right. probably not buying Call of Duty this year. Yeah, you want to go to a developer you love and trust. Like EA. Like Electronic Arts. Right. Uh, who's never done you wrong. Never. Never, ever. Uh, and, you know, it's one of those things, like, if you've played Battlefield before and you like it, you'll probably enjoy this game. Uh, I thought uh, the way that you can call in vehicles, like, you... I don't know what it is on controller, but on keyboard, you hold B down, you have a list of vehicles that you can choose from, and depending on what's available, you can have it dropped into where you are on the map, which is great if you're on a, you know, a point on the map, and it's far away from wherever the next place you need to get is. You can call, drop an ATV or even a tank or something if it's available. Uh, hop in. Uh, I did get into a tank and just fuck shit up. with. I was me driving, operating the main cannon, uh, and the minigun, and then I had two other gunners in there with me, and we were just fucking shit up, and it was it was so much fun. Um, it's it's just Conquest is the only game mode that's available during this uh, beta test. Uh, the full game comes out November nineteenth, uh, and I, I will definitely be picking this up. Uh, cool. I'm feeling pretty happy that I'll have a new Battlefield and a new Halo to be be playing uh, later on this year, and. Uh, yeah, I did. I started Far Cry 6, but I have not played enough of that to really say much about it. I will be playing more of that when we're done with this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to play tonight. Uh, yeah. We lose? Well, uh -oh. Baseball's over. <laughs> we lost? Yeah. 
Bottom of the ninth, two outs. No, is that it? Is that it for yep, the whole season? Done. Yep, Cardinals are done. Uh, I'm not taking off the hat because I don't want to be a fan anymore. Well, I'm taking it off because I'm hot. I'm hot as shit. I mean, uh, weren't people weren't, weren't, where they were at earlier in the season? Oh, yeah. Isn't it like, surprising we, that they even made it to the wild totally. card? Yeah, we weren't supposed to be here. So pretty cool anyway. Sorry. Continue, continue on. Uh, uh, but We're going to record a quick look tomorrow of... Far Cry. We're gonna to try to at least. Um, so mm-hmm. it'll be pretty pretty early on in the game. So we'll uh, we'll have that posted. If you're listening to this podcast, um, you can go and watch that next week on YouTube. Um, <clears throat> but we'll have that ready to go next week. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to check that one out. Johnny, what do Seems... you say we get into the report? Okay. Let's uh, hang on. Let me get my. <clears throat> Uh, Johnny Amzich, reporter in the field here. Uh, so we alluded to it uh, towards the top of the show, uh, but apparently all of Twitch got leaked. The and whole by that, I mean thing. the whole thing. Uh, it's source code going back to the. It's going back to its early beginnings, is the quote here in this Video Games Chronicle article I'm looking at here. Uh, yeah, it, it is. So yeah, if you're if you're watching this or, or listening to this podcast and you have a Twitch account, you should restate your password. Yep. Uh, you should probably also enable two-factor or multi-factor authentication if you use an authenticator app like uh, Google Authenticator or Microsoft Authenticator. It takes no time at all to set up. And it makes your account more secure. So even if your password does get obtained by somebody, unless they have that app, they can't get into it. Um, yeah, but this is this is pretty big. Like in a week of gigantic tech companies having problems, and they have this not is another problem. pinpointed the leak or anything yet, right? They don't know where it came from. No, uh, the only thing that they have said as of the latest update from this article is Twitch saying, you know, we can confirm a breach has taken place. Our teams are working with urgency to understand the extent of this. We'll update the community as soon as additional information is available. Thank you for bearing with us. Yeah, the other thing uh, I would say... It's fucked. We'll talk to you later. Yeah. I would say it might not be terrible to reset your Amazon password either. Fair. Uh, yeah, and it, it also uh, gave payment information about Twitch creators uh, showing... You know, their pair of reports from, I thought it was from 2019 to 2020, but this article just says from 20, from 2019. So maybe from 2019 going forward, how much money they've made. Um, and uh, it showed proprietary SDKs and internal AWS services used by Twitch. Every other property that Twitch owns, uh, including IGDB and CurseForge, which I didn't realize they own CurseForge. Uh, that is a service that uh, my son Jude is, uses daily for Minecraft uh, on on this computer here. Um, an unreleased Steam competitor, codenamed Vapor, from Amazon Game Studios, huh. uh, and Twitch internal red teaming tools designed to improve security by having staff pretend to be hackers. The total. So this was posted on 4chan, as a lot of things like this are, uh, through a torrent file that was a whopping 125 gigs. Of info. Hey, that'll teach you to fucking not get me into New World. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the person who did this, you know, they're anonymous because 4chan is an anonymous website. 
Uh, they said the leak was intended to, quote, foster more disruption and competition in the online video game streaming space because, quote, their community is a disgusting, toxic, toxic cesspool. Funny I mean, to see something. Community, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's funny to see that last line being posted on 4chan. Um, That's fair. Yeah, it remains to be seen the ramifications of this. Obviously, uh, no company likes it when their source code gets leaked. Um, you know, it it's it's hard to say the ramifications, but it's it's it is easy to say that if this person is to get caught, they will probably go to jail for a very long time. Yeah, uh, don't do this shit. This is bad stuff. Take care of yourself. Beyond Twitch, you should have two-factor on all your passwords, and you should not use the same password. You should change your password. Be smart on the internet. Yeah, it's not. I, I have to imagine that they are seeking out this person, yeah. uh, trying to figure out who it is, um, and prosecute them to the full extent of the law. <laughs> um, yeah. So that that happened today. Um, Konami. You guys remember Konami? Konami, man. They made, uh, they published all those Metal Gear games. Uh, I mentioned the Pro Evolution Soccer Series, which is doing great. Oh, uh, Winning Eleven. Yep, Winning Eleven. Uh, they make, they recently they've moved more towards uh, Pachinko, and they also own. I mean, they, they put out collections and stuff. Like, they just yeah. have that Castlevania like, Advanced you know, Collection on, on Switch. They're not so much in the new video games business anymore, or at least they haven't right. been. And it sounds like uh, they still aren't. They aren't, but <laughs> they're going to let other people, uh, smaller devs, uh, take a stab at making stuff for some of their uh, their classic series, including Metal Gear, um, which I think would be the most interesting one, but also Silent Hill, Castlevania. Uh, there was that story that came out that apparently uh, Kojima Productions is working on a Silent Hill game, which is a rumor that's been swirling forever, uh, which also kind of conflicts with Microsoft maybe partnering with him on a project. So right. we'll we'll see how that pans out. Um, so uh, it's actually it's a contest, and there's a grand prize of two million yen or about eighteen thousand U.S. dollars. Uh, and Konami will offer to publish works that can be commercialized. Uh, hmm. In addition to investing up to thirty million yen, which is two hundred seventy thousand U.S. dollars. And development funds for commercialized projects. Konami will provide supervision, production device, and support regarding localization, promotion, and development equipment. Um, so, I don't know. This seems like it could be cool. Yeah. You know, they're not doing anything with these properties. They might as well let someone else take a stab at it. Um, and I don't know. I, I would be maybe not so much Metal Gear, but well, maybe Metal Gear. I don't know. Well, so the, the persistent rumors that are still going around is that uh, there is a company out there that is remaking uh, a Metal, Metal Gear game. A lot of yeah. people thought it was Metal Gear Solid 1, uh, and a lot of people thought it was Blue Point. And it turns, turns out, out that it might, it might instead be Metal Gear Solid 3, and it's from a different uh, developer. What was that developer? It starts with a V. Blue Point? Visions, Visionaries. Yeah. It's in the article that you that you linked here. Um, virtuous, virtuous. That sounds scrolling. right. Yeah, yeah. Which which one? There's two articles here. Yeah, virtuous. 
virtuous. Yeah. So, I don't know. Nothing, nothing to show or see. Yeah, but it's it's cool. You know, I like I assumed many of those series were just dead. You know, like Konami was either going to sell them off to somebody else or just they they made a Metal Gear Pachinko machine. So how could it be dead? I made that terrible Metal Gear Survive game a couple years ago. Um, 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey guys, somebody say Switch Pro. It's dead, Johnny. Nobody, not, nobody said that. Not OLED Switch. Switch Pro. The one that's coming out tomorrow. Yes. Um, Two days. So, <laughs> Nintendo just... They try as they might. They can't, they can't shake this rumor. Uh, and a report came out last week that there were uh, devs who had development kits in their possession for this 4K model Switch. And Nintendo came out to... Uh, you know, calm down their investors and reassure them uh, that, you know, this, these are, let's see, a, a news report on September 30th, 2021 falsely claims that Nintendo is supplying tools to drive game development for Nintendo Switch with 4K support. To ensure a correct understanding among our investors and customers, we want to clarify that this report is not true. Uh, we also want to state that as announced, as we announced in July, we have no plans for any new model of model other than Nintendo Switch OLED model, which will launch on October 8th, 2021. I mean, that, uh, that plans language is just, it's, it is... The most corporate? Yeah, but it's it's vague enough that it could mean anything or nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, they could be working on it, they just have no plans to release it. Like, it's... Yeah. I, of, of course, of course, 100%, Nintendo is thinking about how to get a better switch out there. Uh-huh. That's that's always something that they're thinking about. Exactly. Does it does it lead to concrete plans of something actually getting made and actually getting put out there in the market? I Who mean, knows? Yeah, there's DS, DS Lite, DSi, DSi yeah. XL, 3DS, 3DS Lite, 3DS XL, New Nintendo sure. 3DS. It, it, but until know, until this thing is real and and out there and they're talking about it. Mm-hmm we've we've just been through the song and dance enough times like we yeah. know they're thinking about it obviously but we don't know everything has to line up correctly and and we're still in a global chip shortage which mm-hmm. i'm sure is leading right. to a lot of problems if you're trying to put out some and brand new kind of hardware i i think we can all just chill the switch is fine the oled switch is probably also fine but like the switch is fine despite what bobby says like we don't need it's showing us age. It's flag. It's having some performance issues. Yeah. Third third party support will continue to wane, uh, or things will be, you know, like what a lot of things are, where it's like streaming. It's not actually on the device. I still yeah. I still like it. I still like my Switch. Yeah. So it, it is a fantastic. I'm, I'm going to get the OLED on Friday, and uh, I'll, I'll have that. Um, and if a 4K version comes out, I'll upgrade to that. Yep. Uh, but keeping the Nintendo news rolling, uh, we had a direct on the 24th that we were unable to talk about on the last podcast because uh, it was the preview. Uh, but I thought we could just quickly fire off some of the announcements and things that we saw at that direct. Um, I think there's so, a lot yeah, of stuff. There's a lot of stuff. We certainly don't need to cover it all. No, we don't. Kirby looks uh, really, really good. 
was just going to say, I'm really excited for this Kirby game they announced. It's a 3D Kirby. Uh, it's Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Uh, that comes out next spring. Uh, as wide open areas, it showed Kirby running around in, you know, like the ruins of uh, the city. Uh, it had on, a it had a real Super Mario Odyssey vibe, mm-hmm. except with Kirby in there. Like it, Kirby. it is not just a two D Kirby thing. Uh, this is like you are going around three D spaces and playing playing as Kirby. Playing and Kirby. That seems kind of cool. That's, you know, sucking dudes up, taking their powers. Uh, it looks looks real good. Uh, we got an announcement uh, that N sixty four and Sega Genesis games will be coming to the Switch. In a higher tier Nintendo Switch Online membership, and they gave I, no I pricing two, information. I have two problems with this. One, yes. uh, one problem is that uh, there were rumors about Game Boy and Game Boy Color, and those did not pan out, or at least didn't pan out for now. Yeah, uh, which is a bummer. Uh, the second, they're calling this uh, an expansion pack. Yeah, and they didn't spell it P A K. They spelled it P P A C K. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're bringing Nintendo 64 games. So the Switch, you call it the expansion pack PAK. What are you doing? I, what are you doing, Nintendo? I, I don't know. Of course I have a bone to pick about it as well. And it's that their offerings, their monthly offerings for those services that they already have have been so piss poor when it comes to adding yeah. stuff in. And they start strong and then they just kind of go like, ah, here's... Because the it's only, like, really like realistically, how many... SNES, NES games, are you really going to go back and play that you've never played before? You're going to play your Super Mario's. That's fine. Uh, but, you know, you're what have you. shit out there. I, take it up with them, man. That's, I don't well, I, that's what I'm using this platform for. And so they're going to put out this whole new thing uh, yes. about an expansion pack. Get Reggie on the phone. I need to talk to Reggie. Where they're. I don't like. What do you think? I need this, better Switch games and a Bigfoot pizza. Is this going to cost five dollars more a month? Is this going to be upwards of ten dollars more if, a month to add? That? If it was going to be five, they would have said it was five. The fact that they didn't give a price makes me worry that it's going to be like twenty to forty dollars more a year for there this stuff. Plenty of there are plenty of easy ways to play in sixty four and second gen. No, I think that's fine. But you know, like at the end of the day, there has to be some other offering, like. Their online shit's been so terrible for a while that, like, throwing on the games that we all want to play. I mean, I, I know that you there still, was... You still have it. Pay for it, though, right? Well, yeah, my wife is obsessed with Animal Crossing, so we have the family one. Oh. So, what do they give a shit? Still a great they got game. $20. Yeah, and I think... Um, and also, like, I'm, I'm, use, I'm using that service. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm using that service. I don't mind it, and the, the other games are just a bonus. Like, will I upgrade yeah. to the N64 and Sega Genesis stuff? Probably depends on what games they put on it, but even then, I I don't, I don't need it. That's Mario not, Golf. That's Paper not, Mario. That's closer. That's better. F Zero X. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a Nintendo sixty four hooked time. up to my current yeah. television. But your Switch is the best thing you've ever played. Yeah. yeah sure. Uh, <laughs> but I've yeah. I've got this. So, uh, in conjunction with this announcement. They will also be putting out N64 controllers and Sega Genesis controllers. $60 controllers. Yeah, I thought it was 50. 50? 50? That's still bad. It's still still bad. And uh, the United States gets the bullshit three-button model of the Genesis controller. Japan gets the six-button one. Nintendo 
What are you doing? Europe gets the six button one too. Bastards! They're smug European bastards. All right, let's let's keep rolling here. Socialize healthcare and get out of here. They showed off uh, Bayonetta three finally. Hey, that that game's happening. It's coming out in twenty twenty two. They showed off a little bit more of Splatoon Mm three, which also is coming to twenty twenty two. You just got hijacked, Johnny. Expansion. I'm just, I'm, hey, I'm try- you know me, guys. I don't like to dilly-dally. I like to uh-huh. move it along here on these podcasts. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we also got Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion. Nobody cares. Uh, yeah. Monster Hunter Rise also coming to PC early next year. Very exciting. Everybody cares. No, uh, no, nobody cares. No there's an Animal Crossing that. Direct happening. They just put a date on that, the 15th, that's, I think. That's next week, yep. Uh, cool. Mario Party, who gives a shit. <laughs> Not me. Okay, we, we the should. most important news of the show. Other than KOTOR coming to the Switch. Which is a big uh, deal. Is they announced the casting for the new Mario Brothers movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. This, is, this is the hottest take you're going to hear about this. <laughs> I, we've already we've but already covered this on a couple did. of I mean, we didn't cover all of it, but we, but still, we, mentioned, it. Yeah. we mentioned it. Chris Pratt is Mario. It's bad. Charlie Day is Luigi, which I'm less upset about. Better. Jack. Jack Black as Bowser. Okay. That's legitimately good. That's good. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is Toad. That's ridiculous. Which, I love Keegan-Michael Key. He is hilarious. But it's just but unnecessary. Toad. It's just unnecessary. Uh, Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. <laughs> what are we doing? I, this is Fred Armisen is Cranky Kong. It's, it's they're, so they're giving, stupid. They're giving the man who has voiced Mario, Wario, Waluigi, Luigi... Mm-hmm. Charles Martinet, some token I... roles in this thing. Just little, here, here's your little pittance. Thank you for your many years of service, he Charles Martinet. He plays a shy guy. We, we <laughs> wonder, I, I wonder if it's going to be like a, uh, I don't want to say like a rabbits thing, but if it's going to be something like Mario, this Mario is going to have to team up with Pixel Mario and Pixel Mario will be will be voiced by Charles Martinet. Like it's I can see that. Right? I don't know. It's yeah, fine. I, I, Whatever. I, what the uh, fuck is I, this? Is my question. Uh, you know, yeah. it's written by the person who wrote Minions, so it's Great. Minions but with Mario. Uh, we did it, guys. They, I don't. I don't know why you did. Why did they make this? Why are because they? Final Fantasy Spirits Within taught us nothing. Um. Castlevania Advanced Collection, uh, which Chase bought and is definitely going to play. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. Sometime. Uh, Metroid Dread got an extended trailer. That release came out for the day. They were Whoa, whoa. We skipped boring. over the big, important news. Project Triangle Strategy got a now, new name. It got a brand new name. Please. It's the it's an amazing name. <laughs> it's, it's, I feel I'm getting Triangle Deja Strategy. Huh? It's, it's a show about nothing. Um, this is bad. Where it continues to innovate. Uh, we got a closer look at Yoko Taro's card RPG that, voice of cards. Good. good game. That seems cool. Oh, yeah, that, that has a demo out right mm-hmm. now. You can you can yeah. Uh, Dying Light Two is getting cloud version, and Chocobo GP. That game looks fun. Uh, some high level voice. All right. Is there anything yeah. else that we want to mention? That's pretty much it. I mean, the one other thing they mentioned is is ties into our next news story, 
and that's that there was uh, another mm-hmm. the final Smash Brothers yeah. release was the um, final Smash Brothers character yes. was going to be announced on Which October they did 10th. yesterday the fifth yeah and Chase, the sixth, so obviously it happened yep. already <laughs> Chase and I watched that together and it is. Da-da-da. Sora from Kingdom Hearts, which apparently I I had completely forgotten this. So they did a poll uh, back on the Wii U version of Smash Bros. Like, hey, what characters would you like to see the most? And Sora was the I most requested. Gotta say that, that is one of the most punchable faces I have ever seen. Yeah. Well, welcome to Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, that's that's. Why is he smiling guy. like that? Because he's a goofy. I don't know. Because he's a dumb uh, Disney character. And and the fans of Kingdom Hearts, you know, come out in full. They are some of the the weebiest weebs, and this this is what happens. And it's fine. It's fine. He'll be okay. I wanted Master Chief, but <laughs> yeah, Doom guy. Uh, yeah, we did As get a Doom costume. guy me costume, which is pretty ridiculous and doomy. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, look, yeah. I'm- I'm happy. Be fine. They, they who... showed off. They showed off his his stuff. It looked mm-hmm. cool. Uh, there is no Donald or Goofy in here at all. They just, only just... have the rights for Sora. I have to imagine, like, what a licensing nightmare to get Sora. Sure, absolutely. Like, the then... whole, like Kingdom Hearts itself is a licensing nightmare, and then to try to put Kingdom Hearts into anything else, ridiculous. Forget about it. Uh, but. You know, this this was the winner of the poll. They knew they wanted it to happen. Uh, and I guess enough people came together and, and made it work. And and looking at his his move stuff, like he looks like he'll be an OK fighter. He's got some some cool moves. He's not mm-hmm. super gimmicked out like some of the other guys they've they've made. Uh, like I, I wasn't a big fan of Steve and the way that they just threw on like a bunch of weird mechanics over him. Um, but Sora will be fine. Yeah, it's a fine addition to the game. He comes out, I think, twenty second. I feel like that's the date they told. All right. Any other news? Anyway, uh, one last story here that broke shortly before we started recording this podcast. Uh, Randy Pitchford, you know him, you love him. Yeah, uh, your favorite medieval trick. times. <laughs> yes. Yes, he pulled the greatest magic trick. He disappeared. He did. Uh, so he, he is stepping down as Gearbox software president, but remains CEO of Gearbox Entertainment. So we give you the rank of master, but you don't have a seat at this council. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not right. It's uh, unfair. He's, he's going to be focusing more on uh, the movie side of the biz. Good. Uh, which what is what does that mean? Because the last time we saw him, he was telling us about how cool the set was. He was like doing an on set thing, which was just him with an iPhone, like going around and pestering people, like, "Hey, can I talk to you?" And they're like, "No, get the fuck away! I'm making a movie here." And he's like, "Oh, but I made the game for the movie." And they're like, "I don't give a shit. Go yeah. the fuck away. Get out of here, you creep. <laughs> you fucking yeah. Looney Tunes. Uh, so stop leaving your thumb drive in my camper and get the fuck out of here." Yeah, God, what a weird dude. Um, yeah, in a tweet he said uh, he was still responsible for, quote, high-level creative, creative and business strategy, just generally making people very, very uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, that's my job. I'm here to make people very uncomfortable. Yes. Please. Um, he's like, and I think you should leave Sketch come to life. 
Um, and yeah, so this is not as exciting as if he was leaving the company entirely. Uh, but without him having as heavy of a hand in the actual game development, we'll see how this impacts future and Gearbox joints. I bet it won't um, impact it all that much. Probably not. Uh, but yeah, that that story I saw shortly before we started recording, and I dropped that in there. Thought it was worth mentioning. Thank you. Now I know where to avoid him. Yep. Uh, Johnny, thanks for getting us to the news. Uh, yeah. As we wrap up here tonight, we've got a few things to talk about. So, Johnny and Chase, you two will be back this time next week. I will not be back next week. Um, I'm starting, I'm, I'm technically on vacation now, which feels great. Um, my wife and I are going to be taking some time off together. And because of that, I am going to take a little break from the show as well. And we're going to kick that off starting Monday. We're going to cancel our Monday night stream for casual Mondays. But I do want to take a minute uh, and just throw it out there. Chase and I started a new series, The Casual Life. And we started Stardew Valley, which is awesome. Uh, a game that I've loved for some time and a game that Chase has been keeping on the warm file for some time. We finally did it. We're playing multiplayer. Uh, Stardew Valley, and I think Chase, you're into it. I think it's pretty cool. Yep, it's a cool game. So they they made they made a Harvest Moon. They made a Harvest Moon. Uh, so we will not be playing that on this Monday, but we will be back the following Monday, which I believe is the 19th or 18th, Monday the 18th, um, with part two of that, where we're going to continue to expand our farm and uh, have a great time doing that as well. Uh, but tomorrow night or tonight, if you're listening to this on audio form, tune in on Friday night, uh, Friday the 7th, to watch Johnny and I team up in eight. Far Cry 6, right? Friday the 8th. Friday the 8th, sorry. Met yep. Metroid Dread Day. Metroid Dread Day. Tune in Friday the 8th for Johnny and I playing some Far Cry. Uh, if you want to follow along with what we're up to, you can do so. Oh, I forgot. Everything got reset with Twitch passwords. Um, you can follow along and chat by going there. Um, but uh, casualhour.com is a great place for those listening. Uh, we linked everything. You can find out what's happening there. So this week, uh, we will have a quick look going up tomorrow on Thursday. Go to youtube.com slash casualhour. Check it out if you're listening. And uh, come back 10.30 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash casualhour to check out our live stream of Far Cry 6 where we team up and hit people with shovels. Chase, you've been busy too, though. Oh boy, I've been so busy. Yeah, um, so I do another show outside of this show. It's called Gamers on the Go. And I just recorded a new episode of that last night and it will be going up also on October 8th, this Friday. That is, that is Metroid Dread Day. And to celebrate Metroid Dread Day, uh, this new podcast is uh, on Metroid Samus Returns, the, oh, cool. the 2017 3DS game, So, uh, which was also made by Mercury Steam, the developers who, behind uh, Metroid Dread. Uh, so that's pretty cool. We have a good friend of the show, Matt Jigisan Jaguer, is on there with me as we talk about that game. Uh, and that was a good time. So you can find Are, are you getting Dread? No. Okay. <laughs> I think uh, you know, Samus Returns was fine, and I had a decent amount of time with it, or a decent amount of fun with it, 
and I think I'm okay letting that one slide and letting other people enjoy Dread, but I'll, I'll be okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, you can hear more of my thoughts on, on Samus Returns and, and Matt's thoughts on it as well uh, at GamersOnTheGo.com. That's awesome. Uh, Johnny, what's what's new with you yeah. and Jude, your son, the, your gamer son? Uh, he just still Minecraft. Uh, still reading Harry Potter to him. Up before bed each night. That's been really great. Uh, he hasn't played the Hot Wheels game with me yet, which is disappointing, but whatever. I'm having fun with it. <laughs> so that's all that matters, I guess, right? God. Um, yeah, he, yeah, it's, it's just Minecraft. I know I say that every week, but I don't know. I've never seen someone so obsessed with a game, except maybe Chase with Destiny. Mm -hmm. Fair. But that's more of like an addiction. I guess Minecraft is like an addiction as well. Anyway, I'm rambling. Uh, uh Johnny and Chase both, thank you so much for, for everything tonight. And, uh, appreciate you in advance for running the show next week while I'm out. Um, hopefully, it'll be a deep dive. Uh, so yeah, um, it'll be a deep dive. Come back. Chase's got something special. Thank you, everybody.